I can't believe it, Greg, but it's actually snowing right here in the studio. Uh, that, that sounds unhealthy. Yeah, especially because I don't think it's actually snow. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the cocaine bear! Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the bridge, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. <laughs> I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. Yes, and later you get to hear us go on a whole spiel about the movie that is Cocaine Bear. But for now, <laughs> we're going to start with a little bit of gaming news, because as of the day that we're recording this, it's Pokemon Day. Yay, Pokemon Day! And the lovely people at the Pokemon Company never cease to under-deliver for us. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I really caught about Pokemon Day today was a few new Pokemon being revealed, and me and my coworker just laughed at some of the names for them. Yeah, no, so I'm not going to go over everything in the presentation, because some of it, like Pokemon Cafe Mix, and Pokemon Masters, and Pokemon Unite, I don't, I don't care. I just don't care. Pokemon United States of America? <laughs> No, Pokemon Tencent mobile game. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, terrible. But I'm not focusing on that. Main takeaways, no announcement of Pokemon games for Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, okay. Disappointing. Hmm. We are, however, getting a Netflix series. <laughs> I, why? Isn't the Don't anime... worry, it's stop motion. That's worse. It looked pretty good, I thought, except for the human design. The human design was terrible, but Psyduck, my boy, was looking clean. Oh, is there, like, a trailer or something? It's not really a trailer, it's more just a little five seconds of footage. Okay. <laughs> that is that is not the news I expected. <laughs> yeah, it's called Pokemon Concierge, and it takes place at a place called the Pokemon Resort, where Pokemon are guests. And I guess the story is gonna focus on the concierge named Haru and her Psyduck. Okay. So, that's a neat little thingamajig, I guess. Always happy to see Psyduck in the spotlight. He's my boy. Mm. And speaking of my boy, we're finally getting Pokemon Sleep, starring Snorlax. I, I, I'm I lost. What is this? <laughs> okay, so like four years ago, back in 2019, they first announced something called Pokemon Sleep, and they told us nothing about it. And here we are, in 2023, and it's some weird, stupid mobile phone thing that tracks your sleeping habits. Oh. So, Fitbit, but Pokemon? Fitbit, but you don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I guess it measures your sleep habits or something, and depending on how deep of a sleep you got or how long of a sleep, I'm still not 100% clear, certain mm. Pokemon whose sleeping styles match yours will show up, and Pokemon have different styles, so you want to research them all, and it's going to be able to connect with Pokemon Go. So, this is a stupid thing. Part of that sounds like it can be cute, but it doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> Even dumber, it's compatible, and I'm not sure if it just means that it's optional if you need it. They have a new device, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Yeah, really scraping the bottom of the barrel with those names, guys. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> it makes tracking your sleeping habits easier. I'm not sure if it's required or not, because it's not 100% clear. It also does stuff in Pokemon Go, like it'll spin Pokestops for you and throw Pokeballs. Apparently there's a Pikachu inside of it that can make sound alerts and lullabies and stuff, which... Okay, I get it, Pikachu's the mascot, but why the hell would you not Jigglypuff? Yeah. Yeah, no, because Jigglypuff's whole thing is putting people to sleep. With singing. With singing. What the hell? That's so stu- Why Pikachu? <laughs> you know why. 
I mean, yes, I know why, but it's still stupid. You know very well why. Mm. And for those of you who were hoping for Kalos DLC in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, well, better luck next time, I suppose. <laughs> we ain't getting it. Was there anything said about Scarlet and Violet? <laughs> there was. Uh, there's two new Pokemon that have been released through Terror Raid events. These are the Suicune and Verizian Paradox forms, but it turns out they're not amalgamations of the Pokemon and their respective trios. Suicune is now a raptor, and Verizian is now just a robot, and they are called Walking Wake and Iron Leaves. What? Yeah, all the Paradox Pokemon have stupid names like that. That's... I don't give a damn about Pokemon, and I'm disappointed by that. You know the even dumber part? All the future Paradox Pokemon are called Iron, right? Hmm. None of them are Steel-type. Well, one of them is a Steel-type. <laughs> so, that's awful. I hate Terror Raids. They're the dumbest thing ever. They don't even work half the time. And it sounds like a very bad name for an event. <laughs> so naturally, I already have both of them. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> you know, a little bit. I thought I was going to be at this for days. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's good that you got it knocked out pretty quickly, then. Unless I want to do it again in Violet. Mm. God, I hope I don't want to do it again in Violet. <laughs> One sec, I'm getting, the, I'm getting the two new paradoxes so I can show you what they look like. That is... Which iron one is the green Which one, one do you think is Iron Leaves? Oh, okay, sorry. I couldn't remember the leaves part. Iron leaves is terrifying looking. <laughs> what about walking wake? Suicune's a literal f***ing dinosaur. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm gonna have to bleep that. Nice job, me. <laughs> I mean, that looks... I mean, granted, coming from someone who doesn't follow Pokemon or keep up with Pokemon, or at least not to the extent that you do, that one still looks a bit more like a Pokemon than Iron Leaves. Iron Leaves looks like something out of a 50s Motorama car show mixed with one of the bots from Fallout. Yeah, you know, that's the other thing. The future paradoxes are all that. They're all just robotic versions of whatever Pokemon they're supposed to be based off of, and it's just so uninspired. You yeah. Know? Why are they all robots? What happens in the future to make them all robots? Is this like the Pokemon equivalent of them introducing cyborgs in the Naruto? Yes. <laughs> Probably. I never got that far in Naruto. I, I haven't either. I just, like, kind of... Well, it's apparently something in Boruto, but I just, like, kind of went, I wonder how Boruto's doing. They're cyborgs. Okay. <laughs> but no, it turns out the actual DLC is going to be called The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. Like the previous... DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's going to come in two parts. Part one, the Teal Mask. Yeah, the Teal Mask is set to release in fall 2023, so fall this year. And the second part, the Indigo Disc, is set to release in winter. Hmm. So we don't have that long to wait between the two of them. I guess the first part is going to involve a new Pokemon called Ogre Pond. And you're going on a school trip to some region called Kitakami. So rather than go to Kalos, you know, the region that already exists based on France, ergo would be right next door to the region based on Spain. We're going back to Japan! Yeah, well, how long has it been since Pokemon's been in Japan? That was a dumb question. I realized how dumb no, that question not, sounded. No, not really, because <laughs> the, last, 
<laughs> new mainline region to be based on Japan was Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Although, I guess technically Legends Arceus, but mm. Hisui isn't really new, it's just Ancient Sinnoh. Oh, okay. So it's been a while, because since then they branched out a bit more, because, you know, Unova was based on New York, and also United States is kind of as a whole, but mostly, you know, New York and that area. Okay. Kalos was North France, Alola was Hawaii, and Sword Galar was, uh... The UK. <laughs> okay. So, that's kind of interesting. I guess you're going to some kind of festival, and there are three other Pokemon involved. There are a trio called Monkey Dory, Okie Dogie, and Fezendipity. So, my coworkers saw Okie Dogie pop up on their feed, and they're like, <laughs> this, this this, isn't real, right? And, no, I, real. <laughs> and I immediately searched it, and it's like, no, this is real. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> It is pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> and then, part two, the Indigo Disc is going to involve you becoming an exchange student for a school called the Blueberry Academy. Which, okay, you know what? <laughs> the color theming for this kind of pisses me off. Mm -hmm. We got Pokemon Scarlet, we got Pokemon Violet. You know, basically opposite ends of the color spectrum. Right. Why are both of the DLC themed around blue? See, the thing is, is that when you said the name was the Blueberry Academy, I was like, I pretty, my brain, like, wants to make jokes, but we can't think of anything at this very second. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the fact that the first part is called the Teal Mask, and the other one's called the Indigo Disc, those are both blue. Yeah, those are different shades of blue. Why is it not, like, yellow and green, aka the things in the middle of the electromagnetic color spectrum? Hmm. And also kind of make a... Nod to the original generation, which had red and green, and then blue, and then yellow. See, the thing is, Cody, that actually makes sense. So so it's a bad idea by default. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't... I, I just feel like talking shit, because again, it's Pokemon, but I, <laughs> part of me thinks that's part of the reason at this point. They also introduced a new Pokemon that's going to be, I guess, the center point of the Indigo Disc. And this one's interesting to me. Because this Pokemon was already hinted to exist in Scarlet and Violet story. It's, mm. I think, the entity that's residing at the bottom of Area Zero and is responsible for terrestrialization. And it's called Terrapagos. And I'm going to send you this picture right now. Oh, that's... What's it's with the a symbols? Lot... <laughs> those, are, those are the type symbols. Like, Oh. Basically, when Pokemon terrestrial to get new types, they get a crown. And the crown is going to change depending on the types. So... These aren't the exact icons, but it's pretty clear they each represent one of the types. This looks like the Pokemon equivalent of, like, the Scenic buzzers. <laughs> or, like... <laughs> I'm honestly a little, like, I like its design, but I'm a little disappointed because the way that the in-universe stories describe the thing at the bottom of Area Zero made it sound otherworldly, bizarre, not even sure you could call it a Pokemon. Hmm. And I'm looking at the robot going, that's that... weirder. <laughs> well, okay, so to be completely honest, I do actually like the design of this one. I think the only thing that I don't like, as silly as it may or may not sound, is the fact that its different scales have symbols for the types of Pokemon. No, that's its whole thing. I know that's its whole thing, but it's like... 
I don't know. <laughs> for whatever reason, that, that, and I know it's like of all the things, of all the things for me to draw the line with Pokemon, that kind of takes away points for the design for me. Yeah, I don't get it. The robot one is weirder, though. I don't get your problem, but, oh well. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to get it, I suppose. Yeah, this is very much a me problem. <laughs> so as directs go, well, Pokemon Presents, rather, this could have been a lot worse. Hmm. Still kind of underwhelming, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm glad that you didn't have the equivalent of my expectations were low, but holy crap. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> no, I was more... My expectations were maybe a little high, but... Hmm. I don't know, most profitable multimedia franchise on the planet, you'd think I'd expect to be blown out of the water and... Wouldn't be a huge ask. Right. So that's my gaming news for this week. Hmm. And I actually also have a little bit of comic news. Oh boy. Greg, the Ultimate Universe is back. What? <laughs> For Why? the first time since its total implosion in 2015. Except, no, it already showed up again after that. But they're, but they're teasing it as, they're marketing it as, the Ultimate Universe is back, baby. Sure, we already, we already saw it in Spider-Man 2. And we no. already saw it in, we already saw a little bit of it in Donny Kate's Venom run, I think it was. But no, it's back! It's coming back! No, I'm, alright, I, again, as someone who doesn't read comics, know anything about the comics, I think I am actually drawing the line, because it's like, it literally imploded! So did the entire multiverse, who gives a shit? Oh, god almighty. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it was only a matter of, it was only a matter of when, not if. Okay, so, man, I know it's an old, tired joke, but god almighty, that really just drives home the thing of the only thing that stays dead in comics is Uncle Ben. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. And the Waynes, kinda. And the, and the, what do you mean, kinda? Well, there's that whole thing of Flashpoint, Timeline, oh, Thomas okay. Wayne, Batman is still running around, and I know it's an alternate universe counterpart, so it's not quite the same thing, but he's gotten enough mainstream appeal that it's like, I don't know... It kind of feels like he's not really dead, you know? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Alright, so the so the Ultimate Universe is... Is it still, like... I forget the name... The, like, the, the number for the Ultimate Universe. Uh, that one was 1610. Is that still it, or has it got a new thing? Probably. Now? Okay. That's... <laughs> yeah, this is being written by Jonathan Hickman, so I'm quite excited because he's pretty good at higher concept stuff, so hopefully this won't just be a total piece of garbage mm. he's the guy who kickstarted the new era of x-men with krakoa and whatnot so okay points for that uh, apparently yeah the ultimate universe uh is back but it's going to be the illuminati trying to stop the maker who is the ultimate universe version of mr fantastic he's also a total prick why do you get the feeling that half of the versions of Mr. Fantastic that exist are total pricks? Yeah, but this guy's worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to involve Miles Morales because, of course. Okay. Since he was originally from that universe until he got folded into the mainline universe and then they didn't really do much with it except having his main universe counterpart jump into the Ultimate Universe when they already mm. said that the Ultimate Universe was back, only to then say, no, it's destroyed, and now it's back. Comics! 
and okay so the the video the image that's popping into my head right now is the scene from spongebob where patrick star like one of his eyes is half shut he's drooling and there's just electricity buzzing around his head that is my brain right now <laughs> yeah pretty much mm. let's get into the movies Alrighty. we're getting more lord of the rings seriously yep Okay. Warner Brothers and New Line have struck a new rights deal with Embracer Group to team up on making New Lord of the Rings. I mean, so I only watched the first one, and I have not touched any of the books, which is something very on my very long list of things I need to do. Did the original movies cover everything in the books? Uh, I only watched and read the first two. Okay. But no. Oh, okay, fair enough then. I guess there's still some ground. There's entire subplots and what have you that got cut from the books, which of course that's going to happen, especially when the books are that dense, but... Hmm. No, they didn't cover... I mean, they covered the entire storyline, I suppose you could say. Oh, okay. So, I'd expect... Oh, are we... Oh, no. Is this going to be a... Are, is this going to be like a man in the high castle situation? Where... No, I'm, I'm expecting a Middle-Earth cinematic universe. Okay. <laughs> be like... Yeah, first season of Man in the High Castle is like, all right, that was pretty good. It was pretty faithful to the book. Oh, there's a there's a season two. Oh, okay, I guess we're not done yet. <laughs> it's like, oh god, what does this become? <laughs> uh, I've I, I've I've seen bits and pieces of some of the Hobbit movies too, but I've never actually sat down and watched all the Hobbit because I always feel like I need to watch Return of the King first, even though I know the Hobbit movies come first. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> Looking forward for the, to that Boromir movie. Oh boy! They haven't actually said what any of these are, but oh, so they've just said that the new Lord of the Rings film or set of films is in the works. Yep. Okay. Eh, as a price to be sure, I'm not sure if it's a welcome one. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Hmm. The Flash is going to be making his debut a little early at CinemaCon 2023. Okay. Yeah, they're screening the movie at CinemaCon. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Top Gun Maverick had its first showing there. Oh, fair. I'm guessing this is one of those things where this isn't indicative of anything. It's just, think we're so confident in this movie, we want to show it early to this very particular audience type of deal. Yeah, I think it's so they're hoping that if it gets rave enough reviews, everybody will just kind of forget about Ezra Miller. Mm. I won't. That is a hell of a lot easier said than done with that character. Eh, you never know. Audiences have kind of short attention spans. Fair. I'll bite that in a couple of months, everybody who isn't closely following this stuff will have completely forgotten all about it. Yeah, probably. That's why I'm seeing Elemental instead. <laughs> Understandable. So, this could be they have real confidence in it. It's really hard to tell between all the PR speak, you know? Because hmm. James Gunn said it's potentially one of the greatest superhero movies ever, but he's now in charge of it, so... Yeah, I was gonna say, that's a, that's a mighty claim. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't trust James Gunn, I'm just saying I could also see David Zaslav standing behind him with a gun to his back. Yeah, I, was, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he's gonna say that because he's in charge of the product, so he's not gonna talk down the thing that he is actively working on and has something to lose on, and... You know, James Gunn is no amateur to this type of stuff, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, given all that's involved, that's still a mighty claim, even coming from that man, but 
probably a PR claim as well, if we're being honest. Yeah. Meanwhile, David Zaslav is just also standing with a gun to Peter Safran's back saying, <laughs> and now tell him I was right to cancel Batgirl. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, the Oscars have learned from last year, apparently. Oh, boy. They put together a crisis team. <laughs> oh, what, to stop another, like, Will Smith slap scenario? Exactly that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> The Academy CEO, Bill Kramer, said, We have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before, and many plans in place. We've run many scenarios, so it is our hope that we will be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. Why would you admit to that? Why would you admit that you've never heard that? It's like, God, I think I've said this before on this show, but man, it's like the ads about... When the pandemic was, like, kind of sort of tapering up and people were opening their stores again, and being like, we take extra steps to sanitize our area and all that. It's like, okay, what I'm getting out of this is that you didn't do this before. <laughs> yeah, filthy animals. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> it's kind of, Oh, God, that's... <laughs> Man, I don't know if this is just, like, cynicism running in me or what, but that just... It's like... All right, everything about what you just said just made me lose even more faith in your ability to handle such a situation. <laughs> oh, God. I almost hope <laughs> another does. one does happen just so we get to see what this crisis team does. <laughs> it's like, okay, we didn't think about that one. It's like you thought about scenarios that wouldn't happen. It's like, yeah, and we, we didn't think of that. Are you for real? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I might try to watch the Oscars this year. So that's funny, but it's also disappointing. And it's like, it's kind of like the disappointed school teacher kind of disappointing for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And then a little bit of DC news. Dead Boy Detectives will not be moving up forward on HBO Max. It will instead be developed by Netflix. I don't know what this is, but it's but the title alone sounds interesting. It's Sandman Adjacent. Okay. There was a whole point when something was wrong with death, I don't remember what it was, and there were a couple of... There was basically a boarding school haunted entirely by ghosts. Well, actually, mm. there was one living kid, and the whole rest of the staff was ghosts, and I think the kid died, and... Everything was going to shit, and then things got put right again, and the two guys, the two boys, the boy and the other dead kid that he made friends with decided to become detectives. Oh, that sounds endearing. Hence the name. That sounds endearing in a really fucked up way. <laughs> yeah. So it was coming to HBO Max, but apparently they really want to keep HBO Max, Warner Brothers, immediate stuff really connected to the new DCU. So yeah. now they're moving it to Netflix. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you've already got Harley Quinn. You've already mm -hmm. got the Batman spinoffs coming, and those are clearly not connected. You got Teen Titans Go still going, which is clearly not connected. Superman and Lois. Hmm. You've already got so many other things that aren't connected. It shouldn't really matter that much. Maybe it's a thing of, like for the new, new, new IPs that they've got going that like everything from here on out is supposed to be connected. Maybe. I mean, not even... As, as much as I give Marvel grief for their MCU synergy, not everything they do is MCU. Hitmonkey's getting a season two! Mm-hmm. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is a thing, and I've heard good things about, and I hope to check it out at some point, but... Mm -hmm. 
Oh, for those not in the know, Moon Girl is the actual smartest character in the Marvel Universe, apparently. And she's also, like, a ten-year-old girl or something. That is terrifying. Actually, I don't know how old Moon Girl is. Nine! Never mind, she is nine. That is terrifying. And not the nine-year-old part, but given all the people that exist within the Marvel Universe, if they're literally the smartest person within the Marvel Universe, that part by itself is terrifying. They could be in the body of a nine-year-old or a 90-year-old. And she has the ability to switch brains with a giant red dinosaur, the devil dinosaur. I dig it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I dig it. Not gonna lie. But anyways, yeah, that's just another little DC tidbit. Hmm. Shall we talk trailers? Sure. Alright. We got a trailer for The Pope's Exorcist. The only thing I really got out of this was that I was reminded how long it's been since I've seen anything with Russell Crowe in it. Oh shit, that what? <laughs> it hasn't been that long. A long time that has anything that Russell Crowe's been in that I vividly remember. He was Zeus in Love and Thunder. That's right. <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, but it was also Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I know. You didn't say good. <laughs> if you had said good, I would have had to call you a liar. This trailer looks mediocre. <laughs> no, like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not very into into this. Although I did roll my eyes. Partial pun, I guess. When he said it's like, everything that's happened is because God has willed it. And then the kid proceeds to like twist someone's neck. And it's just like, oh, sweet God. And then and then he just goes, did God allow that? I'm just like, well, what, what man? You got to have an answer for that, right? <laughs> like, he just left you like wide open right there. <laughs> you set him up. Yeah, it's just like, when he said that, it's like, yep, someone's about to die. <laughs> this feels very Pray for the Devil-y. Yeah, I mean, I never even saw the movie, but I got the vibe from this. Um, definitely a similar feel between both of those trailers. I already have forgotten what I thought about that movie other than I didn't care for it. I think I remember, I, honestly, I'm pretty sure you said that it was boring and kind of forgettable. Yeah, that that sounds about right. <laughs> that tracks. God, I wish I was still taking notes at that point, which I have <laughs> resumed doing, but, ugh. Yeah, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not particularly into this one, in all honesty. Yeah, at first it seemed just kind of like, the Exorcist, but backed by the Pope, and mm. then all of a sudden somebody's like, the sort of power the demons would get if they possess the Pope's Exorcist, and I'm just like, probably the same power they get if they possess the Pope's valet. <laughs> It'd be an inconvenience, but it, like... Yeah, but like, nothing nuts. You can get somebody else to do it, I assume. No, I mean, I did a quick look up on the individual that this movie is based off of, just a quick look on their wikipedia page and the first paragraph says it's like a priest who worked at the vatican who claimed to have performed thousands of exorcisms and when i say saw the claim to perform i was like and skip um, oh that's right this is supposed to be inspired by tr- fuck this yeah exactly shall we move on to a thousand and one uh sure i don't know what to make of this one i don't know what to make of it either yet i am drawn into it I- I'm definitely more drawn in than the Pope's Exorcist. I want to find out what the story is, because the the start of the movie, I thought, this doesn't seem as endearing as the movie wants me to think it is. This actually sounds pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. No, put the kid back. 
<laughs> yeah, like in the little bit, it's like, yeah, he's not supposed to be here. Can't you go to jail for this? If you keep talking to him, I was like, did you kidnap your child? Yes, I understand that you're a child, but legally, you just committed a crime. <laughs> but then it looks like it flashes forward, and it looks like... I don't know. It seems like... I'm not I'm not 100% sure what this is actually about. Again, doing a quick look up online, the description of this movie has this first sentence of unapologetic and free-spirited Inez kidnaps six-year-old Terry from the foster care system. Okay! <laughs> she actually legit kidnaps this kid. That doesn't sound free-spirited. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds crazy. Yeah, that's that's a little crazy. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to see it. <laughs> Yeah, it hit me, it actually hit me a little bit, which is more than I was expecting given how it started. Yeah, no. So I guess we'll find out, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I did like how the kid, when Tayana tells him about Lucky and goes, oh, he's going to be moving in with us, and he just goes, for how long? And Lucky's just like, oof. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, alright, that's good. (laughs) That's good. At least he knows how to take it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We also got a trailer for... About My Father, starring Robert De Niro. They did not have to do that peacock that dirty. No! (laughs) This was all over the place, and I kind of loved it. Yeah, like, for most of the trailer, I'm not really into this, but this seems seems like a nice movie, but not anything that I'm really into. And then it showed the dead peacock and everyone eating the dinner. I'm like, oh no! It starts It starts cringe, it gets funny and heartwarming, and then cr- it just it just keeps rollercoastering around, and then you get to the part where he cooked the pet peacock, and it's like, fuck, man. And he's like, just help me bury it, and, the, and then the, the son just pauses and goes, I feel like you've done this before. <laughs> I need you to, can you tone down this at least? What? What is this? And he's just doing the wild gesticulating. <laughs> I feel personally attacked by that one. Mm. I I will be honest, it did get a mild chuckle when he goes, it's like, okay, make sure that nothing gets stolen, because this is clearly a family that likes to blame the immigrants. It's just like, oof. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Zero chill. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see this. <laughs> I can't figure out if I want to see this or not. I don't know if I'd want to see it in theaters, but I would definitely want to put it on the list for a movie night just to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Same. I can definitely agree to that. It's a case of, I want to see how everybody else would react to this, because I feel like this would either be a really fun time for all of us, or it would be a really terrible time that we'd manage to spin around into a fun time. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I do see this as a movie that all of us just sit around and make fun of. Oh, yeah. Our last trailer for Trailer Time, Burt Kreischer's The Machine! (laughs) Which is apparently starring Mark Hamill! I feel like this is one of those roles where this is Mark Hamill trying to make money off of releasing pent-up frustration for being an actor for as long as he's been in the game for. (laughs) I'll agree to that. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, like, why does it sound like you're, you're on speed? It's like, because I am on speed. Ha! More drugs! It's like, okay! <laughs> Not expecting a line or delivery like that from Mark Hamill, of all people. It's, it's, it's basically the Daniel Radcliffe thing of when you got so much money for doing one thing that you could do whatever the hell you want. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed Mark Hamill a lot more after him being Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy, just because he's been more, I feel like, open in himself. <laughs> and he's already done. He's already said he's done being the Joker, too, since mm. Kevin Conroy passed. Oh, fair. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. C- complete caveat from from this real quick. I was shocked because I never knew this. Who, what's the name of Zuko's dad in Avatar The Last Airbender? Ozai, yeah, he's Ozai. Yeah, I didn't know that until like a few days ago. I was just like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> you know Zuko's sister is Daphne? Really? Well, the animated voice of Daphne in a lot of things. Okay. Also Vicky from Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> no, I found that out, and I found out that Aubrey Plaza apparently voiced a um a character in in Avatar as well. What? Yeah, she played. Oh God, let me try and pull Eska in the Legend of Korra. Oh, that explains why I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I watched a few clips of Eska, and she is just as maniacally deadpan as Aubrey Plaza. It's like, yeah, that that tracks. That tracks a hundred percent. But yeah, no. I'm looking forward to the machine. Uh, yeah, this looks like a good time. I like the bit where he tries to do the kip-up from on his back and just slams onto the floor. Mm-hmm. That was really funny. <laughs> and of course, there's Mark Hamill going, He's the motherfucking machine! That? <laughs> I don't know why, but to me, that's another line of like just Mark Hamill being Mark Hamill, but it still felt mildly awkward at the same time. Oh, more drugs. <laughs> The bit at the very end of the trailer where the muzzle flash from the AK-47 is lighting a cigar, I did actually go, alright, I'm on board just for that. (laughs) Would that happen? I don't think so, but it still looks cool. I mean, it does. It 100% does. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't wait to see this one. Yeah, this looks like a really good time. Right, box office. That's the next step. (laughs) That was an entirely too long pause. Okay. <laughs> did we see the highest grossing movie domestically of this weekend? We did last week. Oh boy. It's still Quantumania. Oh, of course. However, Quantumania actually had a 69.7% second weekend drop. That is the highest for an MCU movie. Oh, so, like, what, no other MCU movies had a drop that significant? Nope. Really? Not a one. Oh, okay. It took in $31.9 million domestically this weekend for a $167 million domestic total, roughly, and it's currently at $363.2 million worldwide. Reportedly, it has a $200 million budget, so it's definitely not going to flop. Mm-hmm. But there's also a chance it doesn't outperform Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, if the regular trend for movies for several weeks is what I think it'll be, the ROI is definitely not going to be as great on this movie compared to other MCU movies. Nah. And it's a shame, because, like, this, it wasn't terrible, it just also wasn't that great. So, you know, I guess it's fair game. Mm. Fair game. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Second place was Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Alrighty. Took in $23.2 million domestically this weekend, and in total, it is currently sitting at $28.5 million worldwide in total. Its budget is 30 to $35 million. So... Oh, okay. Not... Making money just yet. We'll see how it holds up on future weekends. Mm. It's probably pretty front-loaded, though. We're probably going to see a decently sharp drop here in the second weekend, which is unfortunate, because 
This one should definitely make money. Make more animals on drugs movies. <laughs> that is a <laughs> that is a hell of a line. Just saying. <laughs> True. Hmm. Third place is Jesus Revolution. Mm-hmm. That took in $15.8 million domestically this weekend, and in total, uh, so far there's no information on worldwide, so I don't think it got a global release yet, slash maybe it won't, who knows. Not gonna lie, I completely forgot that movie came out. Right, once I found out it was the same time as Cocaine Bear? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 not a particularly difficult decision. It was a case of, I wanted to see this for Kelsey Grammer, but... Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Its budget is reportedly $15 million, though, so it's mm. already gotten past production budget, at least, so we'll see if it can pass marketing. Alrighty. Fourth place, Avatar, my word, look at all this water. <laughs> Took in $4.8 million domestically for a $665.5 million domestic total. It's currently sitting at $2.26 million worldwide, so... Mm. Well done. Staying in the top five. Good job. Yay. And in fifth place, we got Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Took Jesus. In four point... I know, right? <laughs> it's like it won't stop. <laughs> like Puss in Boots, it just won't die. It's got nine lives. It's at $4.1 million domestically this weekend for $173.4 million domestic total and $442.7 million in total worldwide. Alright then. So yeah, it actually... Cocaine Bear came decently close to dethroning Ant-Man. <laughs> that would have been very funny, honestly. Also a little sad for Ant-Man, but... A little sad for Ant-Man, but it's like, oh, hey, how did week two of Ant-Man go? It's like... Yeah, bad news, guys. We got we got beaten out. By what? The movie about the bear doing lines of coke? <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, $8 million really isn't all that close when you're dealing with, you know, $20 million to $30 million, but it's still mm -hmm. way closer than anything else, so... Right. Now that we cleared box office, let's talk about Cocaine Bear. Mm. I don't know why it is that... So far, two of my favorite movies this year involve bears going on rampages and killing people. <laughs> well, I think in this case, eh, no, no, because the only moment of people being silly with nature and nature winning is kind of in the first little bit. So I don't think that really works. Although Grand Theft is also at least implied in the trailer. Do you want to try to give the synopsis for this? <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, it's a bear on cocaine. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> It's very loosely based on Pablo Escobar, mm -hmm. the bear that ingested a bunch of cocaine that was thrown out of a plane and then died. But in this case, uh, the bear has time to go on a rampage. Yeah. Um, and if you're wondering what this is loosely based off of, Pablo Escobar's Escobar was a real thing. And that is connected to the very sad and fascinating story of a gentleman by the name of Andrew Carter of Thornton II. This is a... This guy is fascinating and a very sad individual, and if you have spare time, I definitely recommend, depending on how much black humor you like, reading up on his story. But yeah, Bear bear Eats Cocaine goes on a rampage. Hilarity ensues? <laughs> so, this movie was not quite what I was expecting. Hmm. I thought it was gonna be a lot cheesier somehow. Mm-hmm. 
I'm honestly surprised. In the same way that I'm, you you know how I get on Lightyear's case because I insist that this is not a movie that would have been made in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting Cocaine Bear to feel a little more eighties, not necessarily in terms of production values. Like I wasn't expecting grainy camera or any of that, but I was kind of expecting the writing and structure to lean a little more 80s. Hmm. This feels a little more put together than I would have expected a movie about a cocaine bear to be. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it's... Uh, like, I mean, I can... And that's such a weird thing to say that I don't know how I feel about the movie because the movie was, was like, basically better than I was expecting. <laughs> uh... I mean, to be honest, with everything that was shown, what I was more or less expecting, and what I'm very glad I did not get, was I was kind of expecting a situation of the mean one, but being better quality and funnier to watch. And I'm glad I didn't get that, because that is, at least from how you've talked about the mean one, this was so far removed from that. It's like, okay, it's not even close. Yeah, no, no, this is is an actual movie. They do a really good job making most of the characters unlikable pricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. So that uh, when they suffer a bunch of horrific injuries, you don't actually feel all that bad about it. Eh, I think the only person that I was just kind of like, okay, I don't completely hate you, was the police sergeant. Oh, the one with the fancy dog? Yeah. Really? I hated his guts. I mean, it was like, my brain went, it's like, I don't like you but I don't dislike you nearly as much as everyone, all the other humans in this movie for the most part. I don't understand why they even sent him. Yeah, well, I don't think he was even sent. I think he just went on his own. No, he said they were sending him down there to go look for it, didn't he? Oh. Maybe. The feeling that I got was that he was like, oh, I heard about these guys been falling for years. I'm going to go down and, and try and see if I can catch them. It's like, this is not your jurisdiction. Why are you going at this alone? It's like, how do you think this is gonna go? <laughs> yeah, especially because he doesn't seem particularly competent at his job anyway. Yeah, no. Which actually, you know what? That's something I do like about the movie. This movie does something that should frustrate me, which is a lot of the reason why the plot happens is because people are really incompetent at what they do. Mm-hmm. But they telegraph that everybody is really bad at what they do. So you don't really expect any competence. It's not like a movie where, oh, yes, look at this highly accomplished park ranger who always knows what to do, except when we need the plot to advance so they're going to make a stupid boneheaded mistake, like leave their radio off or something. No, this ranger is terrible. <laughs> and is it, it's basically established straight up that Margot Martindale's Rager, rel- relatively early on, is doing what she does because she would rather be doing something else that she's not qualified for. Right. So when she continually fucks things up, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because she's kind of sucks at the other thing she wants to do anyways. I mean, for me, the incompetence of the general cast didn't get to me too much, or I guess I didn't register with it as much, simply because it's a thing of, all right, I was kind of thinking, it was like, okay, to be honest, if I was in their situation... And I was trying to deal with a with a black bear like high on cocaine and going on a rampage. I don't think my decision making pro- process would be any better than these people for the most part. <laughs> no, yeah, it's relatable, but yeah. I think the fact that they est- that 
they do a good job establishing that they're just kind of generally incompetent anyway, does mm-hmm. a really good job of kind of easing in the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. As opposed to when you have otherwise hyper-competent protagonists making one stupid mistake that gets them killed. Right. Henry's uh, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into why just yet, because it's spoilers, but... Oh, Henry... Henry's a real one. <laughs> Henry is the realest person in this movie. I like him a lot. Oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> Kills are good. Oh, kills are kills are really gnarly. I don't. I felt like the dialogue was very fun, just because it's like again, kind of going along with these. It's like how the hell are we supposed to react to this? There is just something really funny about hearing someone like in a state of manic stress and panicking, not knowing what their next move should be, just going, "The bear did cocaine." It I did <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> I don't think anyone could, like, even if you've seen the bear high up cocaine, you just still have to kind of step back and go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it does sound stupid when you word it. Mm-hmm. So it would give anybody pause. <laughs> R.I.P. to Ray Liotta. <laughs> I think this is his last film. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his last film before he passed. Let me make sure, actually. I can double-check that. And I mean, I don't. I certainly don't think this is his best, but if there's a movie you gotta go out on, it might as well be Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Put that on your headstone. <laughs> it's like... I was of, in Cocaine Bear. I was in Cocaine Bear. I almost spoiled the end of the movie by making a joke. But it's like, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. He was in Cocaine Bear. Apparently there are a couple other things that are finished ah. that, that he's in, but they just haven't come out yet. Okay. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, but this is one of his, this is one of the last movies that we'll ever see him in. That's for sure. So yeah, this is, this is a pretty damn good killer animal movie. Yeah, a, this is a pretty good killer animal I know, like, the whole thing, like, like, turn your brain off is probably an overused statement, but... That, that I think, describes this movie pretty well. And even when you do, you're going to have a great time regardless. Oh yeah, no, if you try to engage with this movie the same way you would, I don't know, The French Connection or something, you're going to hate it. Okay, that's a movie reference I wasn't expecting from you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't like that movie. Oh, fair. I've only seen that movie once. I'm pretty sure I didn't like that one. Mm. Is that the movie I'm thinking of? Is it the one with the manic car chase that wasn't actually pre-planned and just happened? Yeah, okay, yep. Yep, then that's the French Connection. That's the one. Oh boy. (laughs) Shall we get into spoilers? Yeah, I feel like it. Alright, so if for some reason you care about spoilers for Cocaine Bear, I mean, you should watch it anyway, but if for some reason spoilers would impact your ability to enjoy the movie Cocaine Bear, (laughs) make sure to click away soon. And just go see it first, and then listen to the rest of this. Right. But in three, two, one... I can't believe the bear fucking lived! <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that either. I, for all the cocaine they ate, I figured they would have OD'd or something. Exactly. I figured somebody was going to put it down for the end of the movie, and if not, the fact that it's still addicted to cocaine would have done it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the movie ends with it and its cubs 
all of whom are addicted to cocaine, just going back to living their lives, I guess. I mean, I'm sure there's more cocaine scattered around, but what happens when they can't find any anymore? I think that was actually kind of a bit, the only bit of the movie that did actually frustrate me were the several instances of people, like, coming across the bear, and they had guns. And, like, with the exception of the of um, the park ranger, because of how just hor- horrendously incompetent she was, every other instance I was like, okay, just shoot the damn bear. <laughs> yeah, there was a point when it's laying on Eddie, and David is approaching it. You could have just shot it in the head. Yeah. yeah Would that have killed it? I don't know. I would. I kind of want to say yes, especially with how close range they were. True. Uh, I guess to be fair, though, again, everybody's kind of incompetent, but also it's one of those things where if you're not 100% sure, which I'm not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Oh, uh, fair. You're only going to get the opportunity to headshot it once. If that doesn't <laughs> do it, then... And you're, you're about to have a very bad time. Because let's assume it's... Very quickly lethal, but not immediately, right? Mm-hmm. You are within swinging distance of one of its paws if you're putting that gun point blank against its head. Yeah. No, yeah, if it's not a, if it's not a kill shot, you're gonna have a bad time. Might even lose a couple fingers, just not the fingers that are right next to each other. How? <laughs> How did he do that? <laughs> that is not... Okay, that was a joke, but yes, yeah, so this actually happens in the movie, and I spent... In my head, I spent the last little bit of the movie, whenever there was a pause, like a kind of a momentary pause within the movie, I did actually think about it. I I, I spent way too much time imagining fingers being blown off in my head, because I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> okay, what if, what if, mm-hmm. he had every finger, he, he was holding his hand sideways... And he was holding down his thumb, ring finger, and index finger. That could have done it. True. I don't know why anybody would do that. I'm holding <laughs> this pose right now, and it's wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of any reason why we, you would hold a pistol like that. That's right, that was his gun hand. Yeah, it was. <laughs> How the fuck did he do that? <laughs> I mean, the movie asked that exact same question. <laughs> that pisses me off. Yeah, no. Yeah, that bit was... that. Like I said, that was... The the amount of guns... The, the lack of guns versus bear. Like, as far as firing on the gun. I think that was the only thing that actually genuinely frustrated me immensely about the movie. Otherwise, I had a very good time. Um, I will well, say, yeah, because if they use guns competently there would be a movie yeah it's like roll credits oh i will say if you i mean i think this kind of carries over to how much of a real one henry is but i will say probably not a great movie to see if you don't like the idea of actually watching school children do cocaine (laughs) it's not like that would have been powdered sugar or something there's no way that was actual cocaine oh no of course not but it's like just the mental like as that was happening i was like are they actually going to put this on a movie in a theater? I was like, holy shit. The, the kids fuckers did cocaine. The fuckers did it. They just had children do cocaine. <laughs> not correctly, but No, so like chances I mean, I don't know. I'm not speaking from experience, and I hope to never speak from experience well, on yeah, that. Yeah, me neither. I'm just decently certain <laughs> that you don't eat cocaine by swallowing it. Yeah, that was 
it's like if you're not if you're put off by that this is not a movie for you however you shouldn't be put off by that because what everything around that that precedes it and comes after it is centered around henry who despite being what like 12 something like that is like one of the most realist motherfuckers I've ever seen in any movie. <laughs> you think my dad's ever done cocaine? Your dad has definitely done cocaine, Henry. <laughs> it's like, who are you? I'm Henry, and I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you poor thing. It's like, like when he said that, I was like, yeah, man, I feel that. I was like, man, I want to give this kid a hug because I feel so bad for him. <laughs> Having the whole conversation with his friend's mom about what happens if you did cocaine once, it could be habit-forming. What if it was terrible and he never wanted to do it again, hypothetically? Mm. <laughs> you told uh, my mom I had it. A, I had a hunch and you confirmed it. Yeah, no. Which is kind of a, a long-winded way of saying it's like, oh, kinda. <laughs> no, Henry is great. Yeah, Henry, Henry was probably the best one in the movie. Uh, he's got that, like, he he's an idiot, mm-hmm. but he's also got that sort of direct, blunt wisdom to him. <laughs> um, there, there was a very funny moment, and I didn't, I probably should have mentioned it when we saw it. There was a violent night moment for me in the movie where Henry and, I forget the other dude's name who's with the park ranger, when they both climb up the tree and the other guy goes, bears can't climb up trees, and Henry's like, yeah, they can. So why did you get up here? And then I'm picturing John Leguizamo going, Aw, fuck you people! <laughs> I think his name is Peter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Henry was the one who said bears can't climb trees. Oh, okay, and I got that completely mixed up. Yeah, because it was part of why Henry's so... Gr- it's part of why Henry's so great, because I'm pretty sure it was Peter who said, of course they fucking can, and then Henry points out, well, why are you up here then? Okay. So, 50% of that joke still applies, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because it's like, especially as the bear s- smells the cocaine on Peter's jacket, and it's like, alright, I'm coming for you now. It's just like, well, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, that death was pretty horrible. Oh, it was horrifying. Seems Went like the for- sort of thing that stays with a man his whole life. <laughs> Man, I hope... Uh, I'm going to look this up real quick. Who plays Henry? <laughs> Whoever he is, I hope he gets more roles. Assuming that's what he wants. Yeah, true. If you just want to take your cocaine bear money and run. Yeah, which I don't blame him for either. Um, Christian Convery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't show his age. I imagine he's a child actor. But still, like... His kid, kid's great. <laughs> kid's great. <laughs> That's right, Elizabeth Banks directed this. What do I know her from? Probably mostly for being an actress. Hmm. But she also directed some things. Okay. Like Pitch Perfect 2. Really? And the 2019 Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. So this is probably my favorite movie of hers. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see... Okay, you remember you remember in the original Spider-Man movies, J. Jonah Jameson's secretary? Oh, is that her? That was her. Oh, okay, cool. She's also Miri and Zack and Miri make a porno. I don't think I ever watched that. Huh. Like, I remember hearing about it a lot, but I don't think I ever made it. 
or also, ever watched it. <laughs> also, the evil little monster's mom in Brightburn. Oh, I know I've watched that, but I don't know why I'm blanking on it right now. The mom. The mom. In oh. Brightburn. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, oh, yeah nice. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot all about that. I forgot she directed this. <laughs> Good on her. This is a real one. Yeah. Like Henry. Like Henry. <laughs> Yo, that ambulance scene was fucking unpleasant, though. It was very unpleasant. Um, I got the order of who was going to die first very wrong there. Because I figured... I, I, I figured... I have kind of figured that um, the park ranger was going to survive. The two ambulance drivers were going to die. But the girl was going to die first. Instead, like, everyone dies... And the girl dies last. So I got that very wrong, just because I was expecting the usual, oh, who dies first, checkoff list there. I honestly kind of figured they might get away. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it would have been it would have been cool since that scene was used as like a as like the cliffhanger for the trailers. It would've Yeah, been I neat. thought when I saw when it happened in the movie, I thought this is too early for the movie to end, so obviously they can't shoot the bear, but like Mm-hmm. How the fuck is the bear gonna how is this gonna work? <laughs> and so I th- I figured they'd shut the door on it or something. Yeah. But no, all three of them die pretty horrifically. Yeah, it was. It was a. Yeah, <laughs> like. But really, only one dies to the bear. Yeah, everyone else just kind of dies by proxy, more or less. Margot Martindale's character went out terribly. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, that was she grinding had, against the pavement. Yeah, after taking all the hits that she took before too, like yeah, that was a brutal, brutal death for her. Do we think cocaine bears is likely to happen? As much as I enjoyed this movie, I kind of hope not. <laughs> mm. What if I've, it's a different animal on a different drug? I don't know, like what. Trying to think of a combination I'm having. For for all the drugs that exist in the world and all the animals that exist in the world, I'm having a surprisingly hard time thinking of like a creative and reasonable continuation. <laughs> I mean, eh, if it's if it's Meth something cougars. like <laughs> oh, oh Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Mm, no, speed. Cheetahs on speed is probably like too much on, too, a little too on the nose. Acid horse. Acid horse. <laughs> a- acid horse would be fun if it's a movie about a racehorse. I feel like. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I kind of want to do now. <laughs> I'm glad I could be of assistance. I guess Ray Liotta also got a pretty gruesome death in this. Hmm. Oh, I will say, I think we were both in agreement at the very end that David, played by Ice Cube's son, no less, even for being a drug dealer, he got fucked up more than he deserved. Oh, yeah, he did not deserve the shit he went through. Getting stabbed, losing two of his fingers somehow that weren't adjacent to each other. Mm -hmm. Having a dog eat one of them. I did love how how at the end of the movie, I think it was, oh god, I forget the other guy's name. Eddie? Yeah, Eddie brings over the dog, and he just looks at the dog. He's like, "Has the dog done cocaine?" <laughs> he's like, "No." It's like, "Good." Valid dog. question at that point. <laughs> yeah, at that point, for all the shit he went through, it's like, yeah, very valid question. <laughs> I 
I'm not uh, saying I want a sequel, but I do kind of wish they'd have wrapped up some of the looser ends. Because, like, Eddie and his son and Devine all now have to be perpetually running from the Colombians. Yeah, no. Because there's no way they don't know who they are. Which was another dumb thing, watching Ray Liotta insist on, we have to follow this bear, we need every we need everything, because if anything's unaccounted for, we're fucked. It's like, well, you're already fucked based on how much cocaine that bear ate. Yeah, you are already, like, mega fucked. What are you gonna do, scoop it out? I mean, to be honest, with how much he was, with how tunnel vision he was on that, I could see him trying that, or at least, like, following the bear shits, and just, like, grabbing those. It's like, we gotta rescue the cocaine, and you're like, okay, man, you're fucked in the head. (laughs) All in all, this movie was pretty well paced, but there was one bit that kind of baffles me. Mm. And it's the... So... The hiker couple from the trailers, the, where the woman says, we have such good luck with nature. <laughs> they get attacked right at the start of the movie. Yeah. And we don't see the guy for most of the movie again until Dee Dee's mom and Henry run into him. And he shows them to the cave where the bear apparently was staying, and that's where it took Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. And as they're going in, he goes, wait, what about me? And they just, we don't see him again, but then we hear him screaming outside the cave, and the implication is the bear gets him. And then Ray Liotta and his drug dealing group comes up on the cave, and one of them goes, I don't think we should go in there, I mean, you saw what happened to that hiker, and then there's a flashback to one of them tripping over the hiker's corpse, and it's just like, why did you flash back to that? Yeah, that was, that bit felt... I kind of got the feeling there that was, I don't know if this would happen. I was like, oh, wait, that's right. We need to, like, make sure that the audience knows that this guy actually died. Right, but you could have had them, honestly, you could have just had them trip over it first and then have them coming up on the cave and going, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. It was too, it wasn't really funny enough to be a joke. So it's just a weird out-of-place scene. Yeah, and given that it's a flashback, the abruptness of it is very hard to kind of get adjusted to with everything else, especially since that's in the last little bit where you're like, all right, everything's finishing up, and flashback, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Hmm. Got anything else? (laughs) Watching Ray Liotta's guts get eaten out of it by beer cups is probably actually one of the most uncomfortable things I've seen on film. Yeah, that was a little hard to watch. Yeah, that bit was really hard to watch, at least for me. Otherwise, uh, uh, that's the, like kind of the last bit that like is in my head, and unfortunately, I'll probably live rent free at least for a little while. Fair. Yeah, I think this is definitely a movie worth checking out. Oh, a hundred percent. Like this is this is a good time. It's not high cinema or anything, obviously. Like, no, it's called Cocaine Bear. What do you expect? <laughs> well, I mean, on in terms of like really. Hmm, it really oh, depends I, on, does a movie that's named Cocaine Bear sound like it appeals to you? Because if not, you're probably not going to like it anyway. But if it yeah, sounds no. even the littlest bit interesting, check it out. Yeah, exactly. Next week, I'm probably the only one seeing the movie. Yes. And it's Creed 3. Yeah, as I say, I'm pretty sure it's Creed 3 too. Unfortunately, because I will be getting my ears blasted out by race cars. Oh, I thought you had a weird doctor's appointment or something. Oh, well, we can call it that. I'll probably have. It's like, yeah, I'm getting a weird. I'm going to a weird doctor's appointment for hearing aids because I'll probably need those. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Indeed. 
Alternatively, I guess I could go see Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. Oh, is that this weekend too? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> but then again, I already watched the first Creed, so I kind of have to watch Creed 2 now. Man, I really... I mean, God, because I actually really want to watch both of those. And it's like, they both come out the same weekend? Well, damn. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah, but uh, once... Once the one thing I make time for once a year. So hey, what can I say? You want to know something even worse? Hmm. You know what the two big releases are the week after? Huh? It's either Scream Six or it's Champions. <sighs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll pour one out for you after Creed Two or Rose de Guerre. Fair enough. I'll figure it out later. Right. In any case, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Spotify, TikTok, probably Twitter whenever I get around to making a new account because they won't unban me. Right. I don't even know if it's worth it. Mm. Maybe I should make an Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, Instagram works. God, I hate social media. Same. But you know what I don't hate? Doing this. Exactly. This is fun. And that's why it's worth it. Mm-hmm. In any case, we'll catch you guys next week, everybody. This has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. Bye. Bye-bye.